0: what's going on beautiful people the black hokage here aka tbh and to be honest i like to welcome you guys back to hokage thoughts the show where ain't no hoes but we do think out loud here on apple podcast spotify or whatever you choose to listen to the show today in which i'm recording is march 5th 2020 and it's officially women's history month so remember you came out of pussy before you start running your mouth and acting like one and disrespecting our queens. Now, before we get into the show, just know that if you enjoy the show, make sure to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps move the show up on the algorithm, which brings in new listeners. If you want to financially support the show, then head on over to redcircle.com slash hokagethoughts and you can donate whatever amount you see fit. That's redcircle.com slash hokagethoughts. Now, I don't got a lot on the show notes. You know, I got a little bit of the gaming news. I got a little bit of you know, some questions from y'all and stuff, a little bit of the music or whatever, but... Y'all know I rock. Before we get into the main stuff that's on the podcast, knows uh, motherfuckers been asking me, yo, what, what, I, cause I, you know, follow me on Twitter at mr I keep it real A lot of people been asking me, what do you think of the coronavirus? What do you think of the coronavirus? What do you coronavirus? First of all, it's no joke. I I don't know what to say about the coronavirus. It's no fucking joke. Uh, wash your hands, people. I really don't have a freaking joke for that. Wash your fucking hands, motherfuckers. Is nasty. I've been saying this for years that I want to design an app where like you can fucking snitch on people who don't be washing their hands because like I see this stuff all the time in public bathrooms whether you're in you know a restaurant you're in the airport or you're in the gym what irks me out the most is when people don't wash their hands in the gym and the um the airport because those are such easy ways to spread fucking disease and funk like that by the way if my camera's flickering on at the on the video version whatever I don't care I know its is it'll be all right um Yeah, that shit just grosses me the fuck out because people will go play with their balls in the fucking bathroom, you know, play with my dingling, my dingling. They'll play with their fucking dingling and then they'll just walk out and they'll go start lifting weights and shit. And that's why I always encourage everybody, yo. If you go to the gym, when the moment you're done, before I ever leave the gym, I go to the bathroom whether I have to pee or not, and I go wash my fucking hands. I don't play that shit. And also another tip, because a lot of people don't know how to properly wash my hand, wash my hands. Don't fucking touch me, bitch. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't know how to properly wash their hands. Th- their hands. You would actually be surprised. I used to work with kids, so like it was we had to wash our hands after everything, whether you were about to serve them food, you were about to uh, help them, you know, use the bathroom or whatever. You had to always fucking wash your hands for every little thing so like i got properly trained on this shit First of all, you should be washing your hands for at least—I can't believe I'm starting the podcast like this—but we got to—we got to get this out the way, man. You should be washing your hands for at least twenty seconds. If you don't know how long that is, on average, it takes a person twenty seconds to sing "Happy Birthday." So sing or hum "Happy Birthday" to yourself in your head or out loud while you're washing your hands. And when you wash your hands, make sure to look at the video version at YouTube.com/slash/theblackhookahguy. Make sure you're not just washing, rubbing soap between your palms. You're also getting it in between your fingers and your fingernails also make sure that you're using warm water okay it's not just the soap you need heat to kill germs okay and make sure you get under your nails make sure you get your wrists make sure you get all of that also women love dudes with if you're you're a male I don't want to assume your gender (laughs) because that's problematic in 2020 but if you are a man women love men with clean nails there are two things that women notice first about a man your shoe game and your nails if your shoe game is weak and you got dirty nails you're that pussy's gonna get dry, that you just got friend friendzoned instantaneously. I don't know what that has to do with corona, but you guys get the point. Wash your fucking hands properly. It is so important. People don't know that you need to wash your hands that long. Um, there was another thing I was, I was about to say that I feel like people don't know about um, like fucking washing their hands or whatever. It'll it'll come back to me. But the point being is this corona shit, it's no fucking joke. Stop spreading disease. Um, there's a couple other thoughts I have about it. It's a shame to see that when there's an outbreak of a virus, I don't know if y'all seen the price of fucking hand sanitizer has gone up. A little like eight ounce of like hand sanitizer is like two, three bucks normally. Sometimes like a, that should be like $1.69, really. That's <laughs> 69. <laughs> uh, what's it? I'm immature. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't forget to rate this podcast five stars. <laughs> but yeah, that should be like a dollar or two. Yo, that shit is going for like $30 on fucking Amazon or some shit like that. Like basic ass hand sanitizer. It's times like this where you see the worst in humanity. I think I saw this too when um it was like last year when there was like a hurricane that was about to hit Florida or something like that like fucking stores were charging what would normally be for like they were charging like fifty dollars for like a case of water what would normally be like a few bucks it'd be like five bucks or some shit like that stop doing this shit society that's fucking terrible this coronavirus has got people scared fucking they're talking about canceling the tokyo games which i'm gonna be honest i would not be mad at the olympics ain't that damn important okay um we need to contain this thing um gdc got canceled i don't know if you guys are aware if you don't know what that is that's the game developer conference um i would i would say it's basically like the it's like the game developer version of e3 where like all the nerds get together and they talk about game design and all this stuff it's a pretty big deal in the gaming industry that shit got canceled there's usually like some announcements there that come too um, people are speculating maybe E3 will get canceled next. They haven't announced whether or not E3 will get canceled for Corona. But to be honest, if you're asking for my opinion, I, I don't think Corona has anything with, to do with why it should be canceled. It should just be canceled because E3 is dead, bro. Like, fucking, come on, bro. We can watch the Xbox conference from home. Like, other than that, what's gonna be there? Fucking the Square Enix Avengers game? Don't nobody, motherfucker. We need the Avengers for the goddamn coronavirus. This shit is no fucking joke. So wash your fucking hands, people. Wash your fucking hands. It's not no fucking joke. Um, and the uh, I don't even want to talk about the fucking media and just the mass hysteria and fucking people trying to. Just know that most people who are actually like in trouble in terms of that virus are usually like older people with like weak immune systems and stuff like that. Um, but most people are not dying from it, from my understanding. But even still, I wouldn't even play with that shit. Don't risk it. Wash your hands. Pay attention to what's going on. Cover, you know, you know, coughing your fucking, you know, your fucking arm and not your damn hands and shit just don't be a nasty motherfucker bro stop i I wish society would stop being reactive and start being proactive and that comes in the form of a lot of different things if you're more proactive you'll be ready for things versus reactive now you're just panicking um so it's a shame to see stop fucking price gouging um and you know if you can't get some hand sanitizer you can't get some soap buy it up things is getting spooky out here um i think the most depressing thing about this whole coronavirus outbreak is the fact that people aren't talking about what really matters here let me see if i can pull this article up here i'm gonna switch over to my article set up here um in the midst of all this hysteria with the coronavirus people are not paying attention to the real hard-hitting news according to baller alert on twitter that. Fe- Federal health officials have warned consumers who have eaten sprouts on sandwiches from the restaurant chain Jimmy's John to be on the lookout for E. coli symptoms with a new outbreak striking more than a dozen people in five different states. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There's not just the Corona outbreak. There's an E. coli outbreak going on. Jimmy's John has E. coli on it. Is that how you pronounce it? E. coli? Like, I don't know. E. coli. Listen, bro. This shit is spooky. First of all, you should get banned for putting Jimmy's John in your mouth in the first place. I'm not going to no fucking sandwich shop called Jimmy's John. Oh, uh, Matt, yo, let me get the extra large Jimmy John in my mouth, bro. But now we're finding out that Jimmy's John had an outbreak, and it wasn't herpes or like fucking um, hepatitis. He had an E. coli breakout, E. coli breakout on his John. So if you're going there, you're putting Jimmy's John in your mouth. Just know that you can get like E. coli in your mouth or some shit like that, bro. I'm just letting you guys know. Like this news has not been like. It's not been hard hitting in the press because the the corona is like the hot thing and everybody's trying to get views with that shit. and there's been an outbreak in five states so i guess we're just gonna have to boycott jimmy's john i mean personally i was always boycotting jimmy's john because i'm not gonna the only thing worse than jimmy's john is subway because subway turns you into a pedophile but um other than that jimmy's john comes in at a strong number two because it's just it's just not american man so be on the lookout for that just wanted to put that out there guys just wanted to put that out there that jimmy's john has been infected watch (laughs) Alright. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Uh, what's today? Like? Alright, so uh today we've got a lot of little lot little, of little, 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 little gaming news to talk about um, fucking, and then after that, didn't really have any, like, television, like, movies, I didn't see the Sonic movie, I'm not really trying to pay to see that shit, to be honest, I heard the Sonic movie is good, because people were asking me what I thought about it, but I'm gonna be honest, I didn't, I didn't really want to see it, so I was like, whatever, I'll wait for it to allegedly hit one, two, three movies, you know what I'm saying, allegedly, allegedly, so yeah, we got some gaming stuff to talk about, then I took some questions from you guys on Twitter, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore, I keep it real, um, So, let's just hop into the gaming section of this shit. Let me get a swig of this water real quick. Somebody said I should turn that into a t-shirt. Let me know on Twitter if you guys think I should do that. Should should we get some merch going? Let me get a swig of water Uh, real quick. uh, A shirt for that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, First thing I want to talk about in gaming is Luigi's Mansion. Fucking. All right. So, since the last podcast, I beat Luigi's Mansion or Luigi's House as heaven likes to say. Luigi's Mansion 3, by the way, it's a it's a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Um, it's not a platformer, but it's more of a puzzle-based game, a, pl- a puzzle exploration game um, starring Luigi. Um, so let's get into it. Here are my thoughts. If you haven't seen any of my reviews before, I'm just going to give some positives and some negatives. And at the end, I'm just going to give my final recommendation. Um, for this one, I have one, two, three, four, five pod... Wait, one, two, three, four. Yeah, five positives and. In- two negatives, like two and a half, like one's not really a negative, just something to bring up because I thought it was kind of weird. But anyways, uh, let's get into the positives. All right, so Luigi's Mansion, first positive. This game is charming as hell. I know that's weird as hell to say, But this game just has that old-school Nintendo charm to it. Um, Just the mannerisms, the way that Luigi carries himself, as well as Mario and Peach and Toad and E.G.A.D., like all the characters in the game. The world itself is very colorful. It's very uh, vibrant. It's very goofy. The ghosts are fucking hilarious. Like, they give the ghosts different types of personalities. You'll catch them doing things or hanging out and talking to one another, and you can catch them off guard and, like, attack them. So the game just has, like, this certain charm to it that a lot of games don't have these days and i wish more games would have like my problem with games nowadays is they're all trying so hard to be so freaking serious like games like the last of us is cool you know uh call of duty is cool <laughs> call of duty modern warfare is not modern malware is not but you get the point every game just has a very bland fucking color palette nowadays it takes itself so ser- i feel like games are trying so hard to, to prove themselves as art and i feel like we've lost our way in in a sense that like gaming is art but like let's not forget what gaming gaming is gaming it's not fucking movies i feel like games are trying to too hard uncharted tries way too hard in my opinion to be a fucking movie it's just indiana jones but you get to control indiana jones like i want a unique experience and i feel like with luigi's mansion 3 that's what you get you get this very vibrant world something that you cannot replicate in a movie you can try i mean they try to do that shit with like anime movies and stuff but it always ends up looking goofy it only works in game so like i just appreciate that that level of charm that this game has to it and to be honest it's kind of what enticed me to keep continuing to playing because y'all know i'm not a big fan of puzzles uh puzzles uh but this game uh it it's so charming it just kind of made me want to keep going also i like the original on the gamecube so that's kind of why i came back to the third one um my second positive and this kind of goes into the charm of the things level design in this game is top tier so the way that the the mission structure works in this game is like you're in a a hotel this time it doesn't actually take place in a mansion which is false advertisement nintendo but uh (laughs) it takes place in this mansion and all your friends get captured. I'm not spoiling it. The story is like super simple. Hon- honestly, 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 I could kind of put this on a negative, but not really because nobody plays Mario games for the story but the story is honestly the same thing as luigi's mansion one i didn't play luigi's mansion two which was on the 3ds what was it dark side of the moon or whatever that shit was called i didn't play that one but honestly luigi's mansion three is the same thing in terms of story as luigi's mansion one the only difference is luigi's mansion one took place in a mansion this one takes place in a hotel but the story is exactly the same i'm not spoiling or ruining anything there's literally nothing to spoil like you get everything out of the story in the first five minutes fucking luigi and the gang they go out the hang out at a damn hotel and then uh fucking was it the uh, the hotel owner and king boo they captured them in some pictures and you got to go rescue mario and the way the mission structure is set up because i'm I, it sounds like i'm talking about a negative but i just wanted to bring that up the way the mission structure works is each hotel floor is basically a level and it has a certain theme to it so and that's really what was dope about it the level design so like one was like a fitness level one was like a mad hatter level one was like um, a pirate-themed level. There's like so many different themes, and they all oh, there's different themes on each floor, and each one has like unique puzzles that you have to solve in order to save your dearest brother Mario. Uh, <laughs> I can't say that. if you didn't catch the streams at Twitch.tv/slash The Black Hokage, fucking the Luigi's Mansion themes were uh, streams were fucking hilarious. So I love the level design. Very kind of goes into what I was saying with the charm. They were very vibrant. You could tell they put a lot of thought into it. And what I like about this game is it's one of those games where it's semi open world. It's linear, but also semi open world. It, it has as much exploration as you want. It's one of those games where you really got to um, dig into the crevices, into every little nook and cranny, and you'll find unlockables and collectibles and you know tougher enemies that unlock things and stuff like that. But if you don't want to do that, you can play it very linear if you want, because like I said, you're just going on an elevator, going from one floor to the next floor. Um, until you eventually get to the very top and you rescue mario um so shout out to the level design really enjoyed the fact that i felt like i was experiencing something new every time i hit this uh, a different floor versus a lot of games um the levels start to blend together and they all start to look the same i I feel like level design is very underrated when it comes to games um a negative this is only this is like a half negative okay because it kind of is the charm of the game but i gotta bring it up because it got on my fucking nerves at the same time This game features a fixed camera, so if you don't like games with a fixed camera, then this might not be for you. Um, And what I mean if you don't know what a fixed camera is, basically like most video games, you use the second analog stick to basically move the camera however you see fit in this game you can't move the camera um it has a fixed camera angle and you just have to explore kind of like the old resident evil games um and it works for the most part but there are some very infuriating parts in this game and it's it has everything to do with the fixed camera because you cannot see where you're going and you kind of just have to guess and feel in the dark i don't know if it was supposed to be spooky or not i feel like it's not because this game is not really spooky in the first place like luigi's just a fucking pussy and it's a joke um but the the fixed camera it made certain levels harder than what they needed to be and i feel like that was a way for nintendo to pat this game and make it longer than what it should have been um so it, it just kind of got on my nerves. Like I said, it worked for the most part, but it was fucking annoying. And keep in mind, because this game features a fixed camera angle, the aiming system in this game, actually, that's, a, that's another negative. We can put that on there. The aiming system in this game is fucking annoying. The way that you aim is the analog stick, the left analog stick, you control it in a full circle and whatever's, Wherever you go on the analog stick, uh, he he only rotates in circles basically. So it makes it really hard to aim. You can't just aim left or right. You have to aim quarter circle right or quarter circle left. If that makes sense, almost like you're playing like a fighting game. Um, and it made it really hard to be precise because analog sticks are hard to be precise with. I feel like if this game had like a mouse and keyboard, it would be easier. But it's a fucking it's a console game, so it's not gonna have mouse and keyboard um for the most part it didn't get on my nerves because this isn't when you're fighting ghosts it's not that hard you just have to hit them with the flashlight and then you can slam them around <coughs> excuse me uh, uh, corona no let me start i'm going to hell let me get a swig of this water <laughs> <laughs> that's beside the point it's not that bad when you're fighting like the regular ghosts. it became very infuriating when you're fighting like the the the, the, the bosses and you had to be more precise so keep in mind that aiming system isn't the best but let's get on a positive though fucking Guiji. like it. you've seen it in the trailers guigi so the new mechanic in this game is luigi has this feature called Guiji. egad which is the uh the scientist in the game that helps you out he built your poltergust 2000 which sucks up all the ghosts um he created a new invention for you that allows uh luigi to create a clone of himself like a gelatin clone um called Guiji. and you can summon him at any time and basically you use it to solve puzzles um and they were really like I said these puzzles were really creative um I got infuriated a couple times it had more to do with the camera angle but the use of Luigi to make the puzzles a little bit more complicated I had fun with it for the most part and this is coming from somebody who doesn't like puzzles um and like Guiji has his own strengths and weaknesses he you can use him as a shield uh so you don't use any of your health because Guiji eventually will respawn he responds pretty quickly and then also he had a weakness where like you can't touch liquids with him if you touch liquids Guiji would melt so then like there would be puzzles or like water would be in the area and you would have to figure out how to get around it just it just forced you to use the brain use your brain it was nintendo you know working their magic and i appreciated the fact that they incorporated a little bit of that Guiji. another negative Platforming in this game, there's a little bit of platforming, and it is awkward. It is weird. Luigi has the ability to jump if you hold both trigger buttons in the back. He does like this jump with his backpack, and a gust of wind shoots him into the air. But the problem with the platforming in this game is Luigi can only jump straight up and down vertically. He cannot jump like forward, like Mario. So you can't use any momentum or anything like that. So it made the platforming way harder than what it needed to be, and combined with the fixed camera angle. It was a lot of just, oh my, just fuss, unnecessary frustration trying to figure out how to get from point A to B because the camera's fixed and then you can't jump forward. You can only do it vertically. Just trying to figure that out was really annoying, like jumping lasers. There was like one room where there was like mushrooms and you had to use the mushrooms to bounce and then jump to the... It was fucking annoying. The platforming was not good in this. If you're Like, why not just give Luigi the ability to jump? It's a fucking Mario game. He can jump in other Mario games when you play him as player two. So it would have been nice to have traditional platforming versus that vertical, just plain jump. I didn't really like that. Um, I mentioned it already, actually. This was a positive, creative puzzles. I mentioned that already, kind of goes with the level design and stuff like that. So I don't think there's much more to speak on that. So positive, they're creative puzzles. Um, I will say that some of them were so creative that like, maybe it's just me, they make you think really hard, but then a lot of times it was pretty simple. It was right in your face. So that if if you want any advice, if you're gonna play Luigi's Mansion, if you have any interest, um just know that a lot of them sometimes are just right in your face. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but this review will be based off the fact of how much the game costs at the moment, because this review is like a few months late. Uh Luigi's Mansion is going for $53 on Amazon. So I mean it's damn near full price. It's pretty much $60. Um, anyways, that's beside the point. Uh the other positive that I had the last positive I have on my notes is the combat was fun. Uh, the combat was fun. The combat's pretty simple. Luigi has a flashlight and a, a Ghostbuster machine to suck up the ghost and basically you had to hit the ghost with the flashlight to stun them And then you suck them up and slam them uh, the basic ghost That's like how you that's how you kill the basic ghost But then there's a lot of different ghost types. There's like heavy ghosts There are ghosts that wear like sunglasses and have like mirrors that block their face So you have to figure out how to get the objects out of their face so that eventually you can flash them There was one that was like throwing weights. There's some creativity the the base gameplay is you have to flash every ghost so that you can stun them but the way that you go about stunning each ghost is different because each one carries different type of weapons and armor and shield that protects them um which i thought was pretty cool and it kept the game interesting and there were a lot of different enemy types um and they all had like different personalities which I thought was really cool and the boss fights the boss fights were they were they were pretty interesting um they were all creative i'll say that much but this is kind of goes into the negative the the boss fights were creative this is not really a negative this is why i said it's a half just be aware that luigi's mansion may be marketed towards children this is a mario game this game is fucking hard bro i don't know maybe i'm stupid i don't know but like i kept screaming it while i was fucking playing on stream i'm like this is a kid's game it's kind of i kind of got the same feeling like when i used to uh when we played knack or knack 2 like this is a fucking kids game the pulp there was literally the second to last boss fight you were literally fighting a lady and doing a puzzle at the same time so like the second to last boss fight you had to fight the um the hotel owner and the hotel owner was on you you're in a room right the hotel room there was two floors in this room on the top floor you had to run around and fight the fucking hotel owner on the bottom floor there was a whole maze and a puzzle where you had to fucking turn off the lights with like Luigi, and there was water flowing through that could destroy Luigi. Basically what I'm trying to say, and then there were shields at the top and if you touch the shields, if you don't move Luigi, you would get hit. Basically what I'm trying to say is you were dodging traps, solving a puzzle and fighting someone at the same time. You were doing three different things at the same time. And I'm like, I eventually was able to beat it after like three or four tries, but I'm like, yo, this is a kid's game. It's, a, it's not, I'm a, it's, <laughs> they were calling it Luigi souls as a joke in the chat i wouldn't call it like a dark souls level difficulty because i've played those type of games but i'm not gonna lie there this game is a little bit difficult this game is a little bit difficult i would not if you got if you think about picking this up for like your nieces your nephews or your, your your son or your daughter I don't know. I don't know if I would recommend this game for kids because I kept screaming. I'm like, imagine being seven years old trying to play this game. Like, And someone in my chat even said they was like, yeah, like my little brother bought this game. He's like 10 or something. And he quit this shit after like a couple hours. Like it's legitimately hard as an adult. So like I, could, I feel bad for kids who got this game thinking it's just going to be a silly Ghostbusters clone. Nah, this is a brain buster. Not only are there puzzles that I don't think a lot of kids can solve, but these boss fights were pretty difficult, too um and that's my last negative that i have on it other than that like i said the game was charming level design probably one of my favorite things about it um the new guiji mechanic is cool uh the creative puzzles the combat was fun i didn't mention this i didn't put this on my notes because i didn't experience i didn't honestly i didn't bother to care or try but there is co-op in this game there's multiplayer where you can i think you can have somebody control guiji or some shit like that so you can play with friends um I think there's like online because there's an online menu, like there's multiplayer or whatever. Um, there's some DLC that came out for it. I didn't care about it. But if you want to know, there is multiplayer in this um, and there, it's being supported with DLC. Like I said, the only thing that was kind of annoying is the fixed camera. and even still was like 50-50. It didn't always bother me, just sometimes the platforming was a hit or miss and the aim was just kind of eh, the aiming. But I enjoyed the game. I, I, I'm glad that Luigi's Mansion stood the test of time. It's one of those games that, like, I look back, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, man, I questioned my childhood, I was like, yo, was I a fucking idiot as a kid, because as I've gotten older and gone back and played some of these games that I played as a kid, and I play them as an adult, games like, uh, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, I played that on stream, I almost lost my sanity, um, Jack 2, fucking, I almost lost my sanity playing that game on stream, uh, Jack 3 was fucking awful uh like these are games that I loved as a kid and I play them again as an adult and I'm like you appreciate how far gaming has come because mechanically some of these games did not age well at all they are fucking awful man and to me that's the testament of what a classic is um does the mechanic stand the test of time like I can always go back and play Mario 64 that game stands the test of time to me um a game that stood the test of time to me was uh Jack 1 Jack and Dexter Jack and Dexter if you would have asked younger me which one was my favorite I would have told you Jack 2 But now that I'm older, Jack and Dexter is the best out of the trilogy. It stood the test of time. That game aged very well. The camera's a little wonky, but it aged pretty well. Jack 2 and (sighs) 3. The point I'm trying to make to you is I'm glad to see that Luigi's Mansion is still cool. Luigi's Mansion 3 is a really good game. Um, It's not going to be it for everybody because it is a puzzle based game. But if you're asking me what my recommendation is, because I just went off on a tangent like I always do on this podcast. I think the game is awesome. Um I think it's worth sixty dollars. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. And if I would have beat this game in 2019, who's that- I dropped my phone. Ignore that. Uh, <laughs> if I would have played this, if I would have beaten this game in 2019, uh, this probably would have been one of my top games. Uh, 2019. I, I don't know if I would put it in the top five, but like in between between uh, ten and five, I'd probably put it somewhere there. Like it's it's a really good game. If you own a Nintendo Switch and you're looking for something to play, I would recommend it. I just don't know if I would recommend this for kids kids are going to get frustrated with this shit but although luigi's mansion was cool luigi's mansion was cool so hopefully you guys found that review helpful um i got the stuff i got to talk about on this goddamn podcast all right so the next thing i want to talk about in the gaming section of the podcast is since the last one a new first person shooter has been technically announced oh shit let me make let me meet that name i might hear the audio right there let me uh loop this shit and bring it up on the screen so you guys can see it switch over to articles so since the last podcast um riot games officially announced their new first person shooter called valorant if you're unfamiliar with it they actually announced it during their 10-year anniversary um for uh what was it league of legends they announced they're working on a shoot, new shooter and it was called it was codenamed project a but that's not what it was called they decided on a name it's now called valorant um so i thought i'd kind of share my first impressions while this trailer kind of plays in the background because people are asking me what i thought i talked about it a little bit on stream but you know we got we got to archive it for the podcast um so first impressions the name i like the name valorant 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 very simple uh how, how many syllables is that valorant three simple that's three syllables So, you know, motherfuckers, you know, motherfuckers don't like more than like two to four syllables. So very, very easy to pronounce. I think I feel like the word stands out. Um, You know, I'm about to to become a Valorant content creator. I feel like that branding branding is what I'm trying to say. It it resonates. That word resonates. So I do like the name of the game. Um, I'm going to play the trailer here in the background. If you're unfamiliar, this is the new first person shooter from Riot. uh, If you guys don't know Riot, they're famous for League of Legends. Um, First impressions off the gameplay it looks like counter-strike meets overwatch meets rainbow six siege like just take all three of the most popular shooters and just mesh them together mechanically it looks like it moves like overwatch not overwatch but uh fucking counter-strike it looks like it moves like it but then it has the abilities of like overwatch and then it has like the kind of the tactical aspect a little bit of rainbow um i'm gonna be honest with you first impressions based off the gameplay Um uh, it it looks mid as hell. I'm not going to lie. I was not impressed by this shit. Um, a lot of people kept talking about the graphics. I'm going to be honest. I don't give a fuck about the graphics. Um, I understand why they kind of went with this cartoony low res graphics. Um, if I had to guess, I don't want to say, I understand if I had to take an educated guess, they want this game to appeal to as many people as possible. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration is barrier to entry. um, One barrier to, like PC gaming has a high barrier to entry, right? Um, And it looks like they're they're targeting the the PC community. I don't want to say this is, I don't know if this is coming to, I think, I don't know, it's probably coming to all platforms. But it looks like they're trying to target the competitive PC scene, right? The problem with PC gaming is it has a high barrier to entry. You know, you need at least a thousand dollar computer to run games. Um, One of the reasons that League of Legends is very popular is because it can run on a toaster. And if you don't know what I mean by toaster, I mean a a fucking shitty PC. Your auntie's e-machine from fucking 2007? Yeah, League of Legends can run on that. That's part of the reason. It's free to play, and it requires low specs, so any PC can pretty much run League of Legends. Um, I think if I had to take an educated guess, that's what they're going with Valorant. Uh, They didn't focus too much on graphics because they want to be able to appeal to the lowest common denominator. They want as many people to have as access to this this game. And because they're already targeting the PC market, they want to be able to tap into as many PCs as possible by keeping the graphics low. That's kind of what CSGO does as well. Um, So that's, that's why I think the graphics look the way that they do. I'm more concerned about the gameplay just, and honestly, it just looks, eh, eh. I don't know what the fuck these abilities are that's going on on the fucking screen. It didn't, in this initial reveal, they didn't really explain anything. Like, what is this green shit all over the fucking screen? What does this wind bomb tunnel thing do? Is that a shield? Is it all an offensive ability? Like, I feel like um, they should have explained what each character did a little bit better although like right before i started recording they just dropped a new trailer for like the black guy and i think they are explaining his abilities but i think first impressions matter especially for a new ip um and i think they could explain what was going on on the screen just a little bit better um also what's unique about this game even even the ui i'm gonna pause it right here look take a look at this ui even the ui right here it looks exactly like counter-strike um it looks like you're just gonna it's gonna give you money for playing well i guess and then you purchase weapons as you go into the round um i don't know how i feel about that it's like a direct and then like the ui at the top it looks like fucking overwatch uh what's unique about this game is what i'm trying to say what is unique about this game all they said during the announcement for valorant was and they're hanging their hat on this this game apparently is going to have some of the best anti-cheat systems we've ever seen in a first-person shooter and i understand what they're going with that i'm not gonna lie like especially like i play a lot of apex fucking in apex in ranked play fucking hackers are rampant bro just running into people who snap to your head as well as rainbow Six Siege. they've dealt with cheaters a lot over the years fucking csgo like a lot of pc shooters depending on what mode you play like you can run into hackers a lot of times and apparently this game is going to have like the greatest fucking anti-cheat system we've ever seen because they really want to focus on competitive play and show who's really good at this game that's cool but when you announce your game i don't know if that's a feature you want to talk about like just being like you need to talk about mechanically what makes this game different i feel like um and then they also said that the servers are going to have like a 120 tick rate I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, if I had to take an educated guess, it means the servers are going to run smoothly. Uh you're not going to it's not going to be like a lot of like lag or compensation when you're shooting so you can trust your shot. I guess that's what it means. I don't know. I didn't bother to google this. I mean, we can google it right now. Tick rate for games like first-person shooters can vary from 60 ticks per second for games like Quake or Counter-Strike or offensive competitive 30 ticks per second. So it's, yeah, it's, okay, so net code. So it's just the net code. How smooth this game is gonna run, and how how well the fucking shots are gonna hit. I guess um, t- that's cool. But when you announce a game, I don't know if you should be just be talking about tick rate and fucking. That other shit. I feel like when a game comes out and your sole fo- focus is to be uh, focusing like on competitive gameplay, I should go back in the fucking full screen, <laughs> jimmy's John. I feel like uh, when you're focused solely on competitive gameplay, I feel like you could cause some trouble for yourself. A lot of games have failed when they solely just focus on competitive gameplay instead of just focusing on making a good, fun game that the community adopted and made it competitive. Like I said, nobody expected fucking super smash bros to become a competitive fighting game if you want to call that our party brawler or whatever but it did because the community uplifted it and it seems like they're just coming out of the gate this is the next fucking uh competitive game and everybody's gonna love it and it's gonna be so smooth there's gonna be no cheaters yeah but what's unique about your game um so that's 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 kind of my problem with it uh first impressions is it's mid but that being said it looks mid i mean but that being said i'm praying 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 and hoping 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 that this game looks and runs and plays better than what it looks in this trailer because that could be the case maybe this is just a bad trailer i don't want to i'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt also this is alpha footage this is an unfinished game um at bare minimum i hope the game controls and plays better than what it looks it looks a little janky a little stiff but it could be better. We'll see when the alpha drops. There was supposed to be actually, speaking of coronavirus, there was supposed to be an event where they were like flying out influencers and stuff like that, but it actually didn't happen. So they could record gameplay and they could be like a media blitz and stuff, uh, people sharing their impressions, but it didn't happen. They actually uh, canceled the March event uh, they put on Twitter because due to the coronavirus just to be safe and shit like that. So I guess they're just rolling out their own media uh, sharing gameplay that they have, but it's a shame because it would have been nice to hear some opinions of content creators some people, you know, from the screen who can share their shit but first impressions kind of mid but i'm hoping it plays better than what it looks like i'm still gonna give it a try because it's a new shooter plus his riot games um i mean you know we gotta get them views baby we gotta get them views uh at bare minimum i'll try it like the first week and see how we like it i'm not gonna totally dismiss it but first impressions it looks mid it looks mid to be honest um i don't know we'll see see so this past weekend i was out shopping for a new outfit when the cashier rang me up and she mentioned that i smelled nice she loved my scent and she asked where i could get something similar for her boyfriend That's been happening a lot actually, and the reason being is I've been wearing Hawthorne. Hawthorne is a men's brand that provides a wide variety of hygiene products. They make it easy to make your selection too. Just fill out the quiz on their website, they'll ask you a bunch of questions such as how often you apply deodorant, how often you shower, is your skin oily, your hair texture and more. And once they gather the intel, they'll make suggestions for what products best suit your body type. Whether you get the shampoo or the body wash, you will not be let down. My favorite product of theirs is their cologne, they come in a set. One's for work and one's for play, so you got some variety to work with. But what's really nice is Hawthorne is risk free with free shipping and free returns. I've enjoyed my experience with their line of products, but just in case you don't, There's nothing to worry about. And since Hawthorne is a sponsor of the show, they're providing a special deal for all the listeners of Hokage Thoughts. Head on over to Hawthorne.co and use promo code Hokage to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase at Hawthorne.co. You know, every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. The vast majority of the time, they have no idea whether the alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? All the alarm company can tell them is the motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security is different. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350 percent faster than a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break centers guard inside. Plus, simply say protects your home from fire, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself, no tools needed. Or Simply Safe can help you do it, and it's only fifty cents a day with no contract. And since Simply Safe is a sponsor of the show, if you head over to simplysafe.com/hokage, you'll get free shipping and a sixty-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now, and be sure to go to simplysafe.com/hokage so they know that our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com/hokage. Uh, other gaming news: Whew. The Last of Us series is in the works at HBO. From the Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin and Neil Duc- Druckmann, this is an exclusive The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Craig Mazin, the creator of the acclaimed series Chernobyl, is reteaming with HBO to adapt The Last of Us, the massive Sony PlayStation video game franchise. In a rare development in the world of video game adaptations, the writer and creator-director of the game Neil Druckmann is also involved and will work with Mazin to and executive produce what is intended to be a series. Uh, Carolyn Strauss will also include executive producers along with Evan Wells, the president of Naughty Dog, the Santa Monica, blah, 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 you know, all the big hitters are important people are going to be there. Um, and then they talk about a little bit about the last of us, um, and what it is or whatever. Um, fucking, let's see. From the time I sat down and talked with Craig, I was equally blown away by his approach to the narrative and his love and deep understanding of the last, I said truckman. Ah, uh. This is an incredibly exciting opportunity for us to partner with craig Neil, carolyn and the team to sony Na- naughty dog and playstation to bring the virtual world to this acclaimed game so this is cool this is cool uh, the last of us and this kind of goes back to what i was talking about with um the luigi's mansion thing where i said i feel like a lot of games are just trying to be movies this is kind of proof right here um like it's cool i guess but I just, I just don't need every game being a fucking movie um do i want to see the last of us series not really uh, but it's being made by HBO. So and HBO, a- HBO has got a pretty high batting average. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that this thing could be okay. It could be all right. Like I'm, I'm slightly interested only because it's being made by HBO. And I don't know if you guys saw the Watchmen on HBO, that shit was fucking amazing. I still haven't finished the last episode, but what I've watched so far with the seventh Calvary, it's pretty damn good. I have to say. Um, so I, uh, my thing is, are they, recreating the game and just kind of doing it in television form because i'm not now that i think about it i'm gonna have to change my opinion if they just recreate the story of the last of us one and they just put it in a live action form i don't know if i want to watch that because i've already beaten the game i know what happens i know what happens joel is a very selfish man and uh but if they do something where they give us, like, some stories that weren't told in The Last of Us. Like, what was going on when, like, spoiler, what was going on when Joel was sick and fucking Ellie was hunting the rabbits? What was Joel doing? Like, you get to, you get to watch a whole episode of Joel just laying in the bed coughing up blood and shit or something. I don't know. That doesn't sound very interesting. But that's the point I'm trying to say like they're gonna I feel like they're gonna have to tackle this show from a different angle if they just follow the storyline why would I want to watch the show I'm and the crazy thing is like HBO is is a premium service you're gonna have to pay for that shit I'm not trying to pay for it to be honest so that's my question about the show um, also, is it gonna spoil The Last of Us Two? Will this come out before The Last of Us Two? Like, I don't well, not because they haven't really even started producing. They just they just announced this shit like that. That's my main concern. What are they gonna do with it? Um, maybe they could explore a little bit more about what Ellie was doing before she met Joel and what Joel was doing before he met Ellie. I mean, you get to see a little bit of it in the game like the DLC as well as the beginning of the game when Joel was hanging out with old girl before she died. But like what would, what what happened between the time when joel's daughter died and you know they went into uh what's the word i'm looking for uh, not a militant state but fucking martial law they went into like martial law like what happened between then and then like when he met old girl or whatever like i just want to see more of this i feel like they're gonna have to tackle this from an angle that makes it more interesting right. don't just follow the story so if anybody anybody from which i doubt anybody who's working on this show sees this hopefully they do that do don't nobody want to repeat the damn story. You can go by the last of us for like $5 at fucking GameStop. Matter of fact, don't don't buy nothing. Don't don't support GameStop. Uh <laughs> World war will GameStop? So that's another piece of news just wanted to put that out there. The Last of Us is having a TV show. It's coming to HBO. Should be interesting. Um another piece of news here I got for y'all is I don't wish failure upon anybody. I don't I don't I don't. But what I'm trying to say with this next article is I'm not upset I'm not upset, okay? I understand. And listen, listen. Fortnite creator calls analyst revenue reports wildly interact inaccurate, but still won't share their numbers. All right, so basically what this headline is trying to say, so there was an article that came out where this analyst was saying that Fortnite's numbers in terms of money and, like, playership is down across the board. And then Epic is like, you fucking liar! Um, But then they still won't share the numbers. Well, this story has been updated. Um, I saw this one on Twitter, and apparently the numbers actually are down. All right, so check it out. Fortnite creator Epic Games is secretive about their financials uh, of its hit product, but soon after Nielsen's spooper data, which tracks revenue and other data for tight-lipped gaming industry reported in January that Fortnite revenue was down, Epic released a statement calling the company's reports on its revenue wildly inaccurate while still refusing to release numbers contradicting the report. Superdata reported last week that January's console spending was down 42% because of Fortnite and the game's earnings continued their gradual decline and hit their lowest level since November 2017, two months after the introduction of the Battle Royale game. Following this, Epic Games sent a statement to GamingIndustry.biz saying Superdata does not and has not ever had access to Fortnite's Epic's Fortnite revenue data, and what we are disappointed that Superdata has repeatedly published wildly inaccurate reports about Fortnite based on what we believe is questionable methodology. Superdata shot back stating it stands behind its estimated because it is proven, proven, wait, I can't read. Superdata shot back stating it stands behind its estimates because it has proven methodology and validation processes. Earlier this year, Superdata estimated that Fortnite was the top free-to-play game in 2019 with $1.8 billion, a decrease from $2.4 billion estimated in 2018. Epic Games also stated, while we do not and have not publicly shared revenue numbers for Fortnite, we will say that Superdata's reports do not align with reality. So what's going on? Listen, man. The reason I bring this story up is, like I said, I don't wish failure upon anybody, but... It's nice to see that there could be a chance. There could what? Wait for it. (laughs) There could be a chance that the tides are shifting. I'm fucking sick and tired of this game. I'm tired of these little kids playing this shit. I'm ready for something. I'm ready for new IPs and gaming. A new generation of console is coming. PS5 is coming. The Xbox SX is coming. The Nvidia GTX 380 is coming new big powerful bbcs is coming so i want new powerful experiences gameplay we never seen before i'm sick and i'm fucking tired of this game i want to see something else be successful this game is not interesting i honestly feel like people just play fortnite because it's free to play and a toaster can run it but that's beside the point. What I find interesting about the story, because this isn't confirmed, there's like, like I said, this is one company saying one thing and another company saying another thing. There's no way to 100% prove whether or not their methodology is correct. But what I find interesting about this story is if Superdata, which is known for being correct in the past about other numbers, if they're so incorrect, why doesn't Epic Games release their, state and what, release their numbers? If they're so confident that Fortnite is doing well right now, you know, why don't they release their numbers? And I feel like, you know, where there's smoke there's fire. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, fucking you know, Fortnite isn't down 42 percent, but maybe it's down 30 percent. Maybe it's down 20 percent. Maybe it's down something, and that's got Epic Games nervous. And that's why you know they don't want to bring up the data, and then they're saying it's wildly inaccurate because it's not 40 percent. It's 20 percent. The point being is there's a good chance that the numbers could be down, and this means that there's a shift in there's a shift in what consumers want, and what the consumers want is Valorant. <laughs> no, i will play. they want Apex Legends. But jokes aside, um, I'm just ready for something new. I'm ready for something new. Um, never forget that Paragon died for this game, man. Paragon died for this cartoony bullshit. Par- Paragon was a great game, which by the way, I don't know if you guys seen, there's a new Paragon uh, clone coming out called Overprime. Let me see if I can get it for you guys here. I'm gonna bring it up here, Overprime. So the creator of Overthrow, I guess he put together a studio. Um, he was the one that made the first, oh, like remake of Paragon. He has a game coming out called Overprime. He uh, got some people from Korea and they formed a studio and they're taking the assets and creating new code and they're making this new game called Overprime. Um, it looks like they're recreating the legacy map, which was the better one, in my opinion. Um, they even got like the original towers and stuff like that. Um, and according to this trailer, um, I don't, <laughs> it's crazy how we're talking about Fortnite. I'd I be all over the place. This fucking podcast sucks. Uh <laughs> what's the name um this it's supposed to come out like an alpha i think like march 18th um i'm not gonna lie like i look at this and like it looks good it looks like paragon but my problem with these remakes is a lot of them don't play like it they feel janky because for those of you unaware the reason that these paragon remakes are having trouble is epic game released the access the assets like the artwork the character models and as well as like the maps but they can't release the code. They have like a copyright on the code or something like that. So like the developers can take the character model, but they have to actually program the game themselves and they can't use the voiceovers either. That's all copyrighted. So with them, they took the assets and they're creating new voice lines, a whole new code for the game. And I'm hoping they're able to recreate and create something that plays like Paragon. But once again, this looks good, but these games never fucking come out. They never fucking come out. There's like 10 different remakes one came out like fault but i don't know what the fuck's going on with that game um this game i don't know until i actually get my hands on and play it seeing is believing for me i don't believe it and then also my biggest problem with these paragon remakes the community is so splintered we have to get behind one and support it if we are going to do it and what's the end game for this i do like the fact that they brought or prime back but what's the end game for this okay, so let's say they do they're able to recreate Paragon Legacy, they're able to recreate um the gameplay through their new code and it feels just like Paragon. Cool, a few thousand people come back, we're playing it, cool, we're enjoying it, nostalgia, cool. Then what? I think they, I think Epic said they had like three unreleased characters before Paragon got unleashed but got uh deleted, so I mean they might have the files for that. I know the next one was supposed to be Boris the bear or some shit like that. So I know there are like a few unreleased characters. They can add those to the game. But what about that after that? Like, are there going to be new characters? You guys going to design new skins? How will you support this game in the long run? How will you monetize it? How will you advertise it? Is it coming to PS4? Because if you go to any of these fucking Paragon remakes, I swear to God, it'd be 100 comments in the comment section. At least 80 of them are people asking, is it coming to PS4? In this case or is it coming to PS5 because like 60% of Paragon's audience was on console this is one of the most unique mobiles where most people were actually playing on console um, but ps4 players listen man you have to understand that MOBAs are a PC thing and it's just it's better to develop for for, what's it's easier to get it on PC get it on the marketplace sooner than um What's the name? Then to get it on console. There's a lot of hoops that you got to jump through. Um, So what's the end game? Like I say all the time with these Paragon remakes. Are you going to support it somewhere down the road with new design characters, new skins, new et cetera, et cetera, to keep the game fresh, new game modes, whatever. If you're not, don't bother making this damn remake because at the end of the day, like a MOBA is pretty much like a live service. And if you're not going to turn into that, where you... If you're just going to basically remake Paragon Legacy, bring the characters in there, and then we can just play it whatever we want. It seems kind of pointless. Got to keep the game alive. You got to keep it fresh. And that's what I would like to see. I really wish all these companies would just fucking form one big company and get together. and Because uh, like right now, the Paragon community is just fucking splintered. Um, but every once in a while, y'all drag me back in. You know, I peek out like, hey, hey, look to see what's going on. This one looks cool, but until it comes out, I don't believe it. Um, if anybody from Overprime uh, sees this video or this here's this audio, you guys want to send me a key or give me some keys to give out to the audience or whatever. You know, maybe we can do something like that, but I don't know. We'll see. Just wanted to put that out there. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy how I said Fortnite. I, I was talking about fucking Fortnite. Fucking F- Paragon died for this game, man. It fucking died for this game. It would be hilarious if this game did really well and they put it on the Epic Game Store and it did better than Paragon. It's like a, is a way to smite fucking epic games because you guys should have never you guys are making fucking 2.8 billion dollars in fucking 2018 there's no reason why you had to shut down the servers for fucking paragon don't get me wrong when paragon was on his last legs that game fucking sucked i i quit midway through monolith because monolith fucking sucks i like i like legacy anybody who plays paragon know that paragon was its best when during like like pre pre monolith like i think it was like patch 42 or something like that when they finally were starting to get the, why did you guys get rid of legacy man it was great it was, i'm tired of talking about this game this game fucking irritates me talking about this shit let's go back into the fucking full screen anyways uh let's see what else we got on the news oh uh groovy j follow me on twitter he asked me this question um he was asking me what are my some of my favorite ps2 games and the reason i think he asked me this question so for those of you unaware um the other day was the 20 year anniversary i think yesterday was a 20 year anniversary of the PlayStation 2. Makes me feel really fucking old. Um, and, you know, I just wanna, you know, share some of my memories of the PlayStation 2. You know, some of my favorite games, some of my favorite memories. Um, some of my favorite games for the PlayStation 2 I went through and just looked shit. this is like a brief little list I came up with you know SOCOM 2 GOAT Goat third person shooter Jack and Daxter GOAT platformer very hilarious Daxter I love Daxter get bitches um, Grand Theft Auto 3 everybody everybody remembers where they were the first time they fucked a hooker in Grand Theft Auto 3 man that shit was just watching the seat rock back and forth like fucking 10 year old me I was like wow this is fucking cool the fuck hookers and then you kill them and take their fucking money that shit was fucking that shit was controversy back in the day i love that shit um time splitters 2 shit classic first person shooter just felt i wish they would bring that shit back um soul caliber 2 now I did. I put this one on the list though. I played Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube with Link, but I still put it on the list because I did play the PS2 version. That one had Hahachi, I believe. Uh, that shit was still fire. Fucking uh, Sly Cooper series, <sighs> NBA Street, Final Fantasy X, God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. I could keep going. Honestly, some of the best games on the PS2 were multiplats, but that doesn't change the fact that these were amazing games uh it's it's a reason it's the best-selling console all time fucking it had a dvd player back in the day for those of you unaware that was a big fucking deal back when i was a kid uh dvd players had just came out around the time the ps2 and like a a dvd player back in the day was fucking like four or five hundred dollars mind you this wasn't hd dvd this was just back when it was just dividend dvd uh so, like, it was a big deal that the PlayStation 2 came out, and it was a few hundred dollars, and not only could it play games with the latest graphics, it also could play DVDs. Like, Sony took a crazy hit, bro. That was back when Sony was for the people. Like, when you think about that, Sony Sony was for the people, man. Fucking, they penetrated a lot of homes with DVD players. So, a lot of people owned PS2 players. PS2's just because they wanted to be able to play DVDs. Like, that was a real thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, I might as well get into gaming and shit like that. Um, some of my favorite memories for the PS2, fucking... my my dad buying the ps2 for us we played the first game we had was like some little army soldier game that shit sucked but i had that shit and the graphics looked amazing for the time and then realizing you needed a memory card and didn't have one because we couldn't afford it so i just had to restart my story mode every time i played a single player game until i could afford one Uh, y'all remember them (laughs) y'all ain't old enough to remember back in the day when you had to buy the console another controller and a memory card plus games nowadays you get the fucking hard drive in the console bro i'm telling you bro and then the memory card was only like eight megabytes bro what the fuck i'm supposed to do with that that shit that's like two nudes nowadays um and then another memory another one of my favorite ps2 memories is the time my dad threw my ps2 in the garbage Cause I was uh I was getting bad grades in school and then I, I forged a signature on my report card. I, I forged a signature on my report card. Looking back, that shit was dumb as hell. Cause I'm left-handed, so like my handwriting looks like chicken scratches. Whether it's print or cursive. Um and but looking back, like back then I thought it was a smart idea. I was like, my parents ain't gonna see my fucking my fucking uh report card. They ain't gonna see the only class I passed that was fucking PE. So I forged a signature, I got caught. I got my ass beat and then he threw my ps2 in the garbage um yeah the whole ps2 all the games and shit like that it's cool though it's cool that summer i hustle you know cut all the lawns and shit and i, I was i had to go through my training arc I, I got my grades up and then fucking i cut all the lawns in the neighborhood save my money i've got my own ps2 started playing fucking Legend of Dragoon because I didn't, I, it's weird, I didn't play because remember back, uh, it had backwards compatibility on the PS2 I didn't play Legend of Dragoon, I didn't know it existed back in the PS1 era because I was too young I think um, I played uh, Legend of Dragoon on the PS2 uh, and that's when I, that was the first game I got with my new PS2, that shit was lit the point I'm trying to make is the PS2 is lit it's a reason it's one of the best selling um console well, it is the best-selling console of all time it's a reason why they just stopped making the ps2 like a couple years ago i don't know if you realize it but they were still making that shit and selling it like in brazil like they were making like fucking fifa 2015 uh and putting that shit in brazil on the ps2 because it was still selling well um so it's like fuck it why not i mean I-, I remember it became a meme when like sony would come to e3 and they would talk about the ps3 and the ps4 and they would still put like ps2 sales stats up we're selling fucking a million ps2's a year in fucking brazil like who fucking cares they would use the word emerging markets that's like the new term the new business term for third world countries fucking emerging markets love the ps2 but i get we talking about ps4 baby what the fuck are you talking about dude um so shout out to the ps2 fucking raining raining down hell on the fucking gaming community holding it down with some great games some classics we love the ps2 over here um and that's all i got on the gaming section man we better get into the questions of life and all that other stuff um before we do, let me get a swig of this water. You know how we do. Now, I have to remind y'all, when we talk about questions, we talk about when I take y'all questions and we talk about life and shit. I am just taking questions from you guys on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. This is just a disclaimer. I'm taking your questions that you ask me and I'm trying to answer them to the best of my ability. But understand what I say is not law. You don't have to listen to anything that I say. Okay? you can do whatever the fuck you want, because personally, I don't think you should trust anybody that thinks they know everything. I know for damn sure I don't. But I'm just letting you know, you know, if you choose to take my advice or you choose to answer my questions or whatever and your life get fucked up, it ain't my fault because I don't got all the answers. Anyways. Uh, the first question comes from Don Ye, And he asked, did you ever have moments of serious doubt in your early days of your career? Um, I'm, I, if you're watching the video version, I'm like looking at it cause I'm playing with this fucking rubber band. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, this is, I actually remember I wanted to talk about this too. I think everybody, I think everybody has doubts about whatever they're doing, whether it's career, their love life or fucking whatever it is. Any person who can't, Listen, I would not trust any person who came out the pussy and was just like, yo, I got it figured out. You you become confident from failing Um, that at least that's where my confidence comes from. I don't want to say that's everybody. That's where my confidence comes from. What what you see when you see somebody's success is you see the success. And then a lot of people will be like, yo, you know, such and such is an overnight success. You don't know what the fuck they was doing behind the scenes, bro. At least for me personally, I'm always working behind the scenes, trying to come up with new ideas, researching things, researching the market, trying to see where trends are going and understanding, China, trying to see how I can capitalize on that stuff. And like you fail and you fail and you fail and you fail and you fail, you will consistently fail. But I guess the reason like your doubt starts to go away and your confidence starts to build is because like you got to be a glass half full type of person when you're glass half empty like you might as well just give up bro like you you just always find it. i can't stand people who always just find the negative in something when you're glass half full whenever you take a loss fucking you get a lesson out of that and you get a little bit better every time so like Yeah. I, I always had, I had doubts in the beginning. I think everybody does, but I wasn't afraid to try. You only lose when you stop trying. I was not afraid to try. I would try, try, try. I would lose, lose, lose. And then something would stick. And then when something sticks, you put your foot on the fucking pedal and you go. That's what I would tell you. Um, and another thing about confidence, I think a lot of people don't understand, like at least people who are not confident in themselves is confidence is not like this one. It's not like, a one line thing it's not like you know when someone passes away on the in, in the hospital and the machine goes beep and it's like a flat line a, it's called a fucking flat line shout out to Apex Legends um, <laughs> like you know it's like confidence is not a flat line like you're not just fucking confident all the fucking time confidence at least in my opinion is like a roller coaster you go up you go down you have peaks and it's all based off your experience and where you are at life you might be confident you know you might be totally unconfident in your 20s and be totally confident in your 30s and 40s I can tell you right now I wasn't the most confident in my early 20s, but I don't think anybody is because you're trying to find yourself. But as I'm now about to enter my 30s, as I become more business savvy and understanding of industry, business and people and how to network and stuff like that, and that comes through experience and failing, like I was talking about earlier, I feel like personally, personally, I'm starting to enter my prime and I'm starting to radiate a certain type of energy that people are really fucking with. And I guess that's why sometimes I get really frustrated because people think because they watch some of like niggas be watching videos that I did when I was like 18, 19. I was 18 talking about real nigga talking, sit your ass down. That shit was funny when I was 18. I'm 29 now and I've learned so much. And I guess what bothers me about society is like, obviously, like you guys that are listening to this podcast care about what I've learned about. Cause y'all are always seeking info because you're trying to improve yourself, which I commend. But a lot of people don't, they lack self-awareness. They do not give a fuck about learning anything. They just want you to fucking repeat. Like, I understand. Like, I always I think I said this several times on the fucking podcast. Like, I understand what Dave Chappelle was talking about when he was like, he's like a lot of times he'd be with his family at Disney World. He said this in a stand-up and he's like, people just come up to me and repeat jokes from the Chappelle. So he's like, "Bitch, I'm with my family. Like, I'm in a different point in my life, and like the joke is oh, Let it go. Like, it's sure it's funny, but let it go, dog. Let it fucking go." And I feel like I've learned so much fucking over the years, and I guess it just kind of bothers me that there's a large portion of my own audience that doesn't actually care that I'm intelligent. Uh, and part of that is my own fault. Part of that is my own fault. This is if I can give you actually guys some advice. Understand with YouTube. What I like about Twitch is Twitch is live, right? You can't fake anything. Twitch is more of my actual personality as well as this per- podcast. I do consider myself a funny person, but I'm also like a very observant and quiet and thought provoking person. Um, and you don't get that on YouTube. YouTube, you can show whatever you want. And when it came to YouTube, I just wanted to be as funny as possible and rack up them views or whatever. And unfortunately, people get a perception about you. Um,. Fucking what the fuck does this have to do about your question? And it can be detriment to your to your mental health. No, not your mental health, but people could try to box you in, basically. People are always trying to box you in. Let me go back to your fucking question, because I'm just ranting about myself. I, I feel like that's some like asshole shit. Um the the point I'm trying to make is yes, you're gonna have moments of self-doubt. And understand that confidence is not like a flat line. You're not going to sit there and just be confident all the fucking time. It's all based off your experiences in your life. And I feel like as you get older and you learn, like uh, the best thing I can do, the best piece of advice I can give you is while you're young right now, make sure you can experience, make sure you experience as much as you can. Fucking there's an app. uh, There's an app that I use. It's called Nearify. I think it's, let me Google this real quick. N-E-R-I-F-Y. Yeah. So it's spelled N-E-A-R-I-F-Y. Nearify. There's this app. I think it's it's on iOS and Android and literally you go on the app and it asks you what are your interests. Do you do you like dancing, video games, fucking networking, whatever and it'll give you every event within a certain mile radius that you set. You can set it to 100 miles, 50 miles, 10 miles, five miles. You can find every event within a five to 10 mile radius of whatever you're interested in. So if you're interested in like networking, I encourage everybody to get out there network and just start talking to people, start building relationships and start making those. Listen, it's better to make mistakes at 21 than it is at fucking 41. I'll tell you that much. Ain't not. And don't don't sit here and lie everybody clowns the old head that still be on the block dressing like he fucking 21 looking goofy as hell don't know shit the OG they don't got nothing valuable to teach the young dudes and shit like that go out there experience stuff stop making excuses fucking there's so much technology and so many assets that you can take advantage of that's right in your fucking pocket in your phone and people don't take advantage of that and that's gonna help you build up your confidence you don't have to sit in the house and play video games every weekend you don't have to fucking you want to you want to get that pussy wet take your girl out on a networking date like bitch we about to go to we about to go to this fucking networking event we about to meet some some people bro we about to learn something that pussy gonna get fucking wet that monkey gonna be oh wait uh, <laughs> um so yeah, yeah yeah so yeah i've had self-doubt in my early days and then like, uh, like on a more personal level because i feel like i've been ranting about this for a hot second on a more personal level um when i moved out uh, I don't even know what this nigga was mad about. My dad was mad about something. Um, I pissed him off. Oh, I, I think it was because um, I moved when I first, when I moved out. All I could afford was to live in the hood, and I honestly didn't give a fuck. Like the problem, the problem with my father and I is like he, our personalities are very dominant. Um, I, as I realized this as I got older, I didn't understand it when I was younger. But I, I this is this is my personal assessment. My father and I, we have very dominant personalities, very alpha like we we into them we shake the room. The problem with that is you can't tell you can't have two alphas on the same house. Like I have a certain way that I want to move and he has a certain way that he wants to move. And he's a little bit more old, old school and doesn't understand like technology as much as me so he didn't understand what I was trying to do. So it was a lot of just putting me down and shit like that. So a lot of my self-doubt came from that. Like when I announced that I was moving out, he was upset because fucking like i said i could only afford to live in the hood And he's like you know where the fuck you going i was like yeah don't give a fuck because to me i was like i'm gonna make it out the hood it took me it took me like five years but i made it out that bitch <laughs> fucking i made it out that bitch bro like because i believed in myself but what added kind of some self-doubt and like this kind of be like your environment and being toxic to get personal my dad was so fucking upset about me moving into the ghetto and shit he uh he took a trash can and he dumped it all over my fucking room and I remember I came home I came home from work and I just found trash all over my room like I'm talking about this nigga took a fucking trash can and dumped it all over my bed all over the floor all over my all over my stuff and fucking I called my mom like crying and like pissed off and shit mind you I was like 18 or 19 or something like that I was like I'm done with this nigga bro I can't do this shit this nigga's toxic as fuck I can't do this shit so that puts some doubt in my head because like my own because to me it was like a metaphor in my head not to get all like sappy and shit like that like I'm over it now but like it was a metaphor in my head like damn my own father dumped trash all over my bed in my room it was a metaphor that he looked at me like I was trash basically so that added like some self-doubt to me and it was a point where it was, it was like some I don't know if I told this story It was, it was a point where like I had some self doubts where like I was working like a dead end job. I was living in the hood. I'm, and I'm talking about, I was in the trenches for real. Like I had like, a lot of people don't know. I had, when I was recording some of my first YouTube videos, like the gaming ones and shit like that, it used to be roaches, like crawling on the floor. I had, I I told the story on stream one time. I remember I was on my way to work and I opened the door and a stray cat ran through my fucking spot and I had to chase a stray cat out and it made me late and I missed my damn bus to work. I used to have to take two buses and two trains to work. It was like an hour hour and a half commute, uh, commute, like four hours altogether commuting. Cause I didn't have a car at the time. That's not the point. But yeah, a lot of times I was recording videos, um, fucking, and I just had ro- roaches and shit crawling on the floor. Cause I was in them trenches for real. Um, where was I going with this? So like that kind of had like, it was, it was like a lot of years where I, and I wasn't eating a lot cause I didn't have money for food. So it was, it was a lot of, you know, I didn't know where I was going with life and shit like that. And then I remember I walked into a, I was going into the military. A lot of people don't know this. Um, a lot of people don't believe me. I mean, I'm starting to get back in shape. I, I've, I've been, I've been doing pretty good this month in terms of like watching my diet and shit. A lot of people don't know me, so they don't believe me when I say that I've been athletic most of my life. Um, for me, like weight loss, me struggling with my weight has nothing to do with like my work ethic in the gym. I know how to work out. I have a background in wrestling and, and, and soccer um, I'm good on the workouts, the diet part, like mainly portion control. I have a, I have a problem with, I like to eat. <laughs> um, but that, but the point I'm trying to make is like at, when I was living in the hood and I was having those self doubts, there was a point where like, I was still working out and going to work. And like, I was shredded at this point in my life. I had fucking abs. I think my waist was like a 29 at this time, at this point in my life. And I walked into a military recruitment center because uh, somebody in the gym that I used to go to, he was in the uh he was in the air force and he was recruiting me because he was like yo young blood he's like i see how hard you be working in the gym he's like honestly he's like you're in better shape than a lot of these other soldiers and uh that i that i have to deal with or whatever he's like you ever thought about joining the military like i thought about it and it just turns out this dude that was in the gym he happened to be a recruiter for the region or whatever so he put in a good word for me um i was actually supposed to go into the uh, military for um, combat controller or whatever. I was going, I was going to go special forces. He was recruiting me for special forces. Hold up. I think that's what it was called. Combat controller, air force. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what I would have became because obviously you have to go through training and shit like that, but he was putting in the word for me he's like, that's what you need to be because of your work ethic and shit like that. So yeah, I was going to go either the air force combat controller or something in the army. But then my dad, when I told my dad, I called my dad and talked I think cause my dad was in the army he told he told me to stay away from that shit because motherfuckers in the army is dumb as hell and he said i was too smart for that shit he's like my dad didn't want me to join the military but i guess i was really down on money and i was kind of down a lot of niggas join the military because they be in the hood and they'd be trying to look for a way out and i was one of them niggas at one point um and i called my dad and i told him i was talking about joining the military i was getting recruited for special forces in the air force but i was also considering the army because when i walked into the army recruitment center uh there was just like listen bro Yo, we are going all over the place though. This is what y'all love about this, but we going all over the place. Let me tell you something. If you are joining, if you want to join the military, make sure you're joining it for the right reasons. Make sure you're joining it because you want to serve your country. Or if you're joining just to get an education, get your education and then get out, like do your four years and get the fuck out because these fucking military recruiters are ridiculous, bro. Fucking, I walked into the army recruitment center and I did the ASVAP practice test or whatever. And I scored really high. And they was like, yo, like fucking you are smart as shit. Like I could pretty much any job in the army I could have got. I could have did anything I wanted because my my I guess my IQ is so high. Uh, and the same thing with like the Air Force. I got a really high on the, uh score on the ASVAB test. So then I was able to do any pretty much anything in the Air Force because uh, I was considered, I guess, intelligent. Um. The point I'm trying to make is, like them Air Force, not, not the Air Force, but these uh, Army recruiters, they will tell you anything to get you in the fucking door. We're gonna get you a Camaro, we're gonna get you a spaceship. Yeah, man, just sign on the fucking dotted line. And I remember that shit made me really uncomfortable. The first day I walked into the Army recruitment center and I took that ASVAB tap and they saw how smart I was. Them recruiters got a fucking boner, bro. They were, they, they dead ass were like, yeah, just sign right here, man. I'm like, and at this point in my life, I think I'm like 21. And I, you know, I'm not the mo- I'm not as business savvy back then as I am now, but one thing I always known from a young age is always read your paperwork, never sign no fucking paperwork right away. Always read your co- fucking contract. I knew that much. Um, and also the best deal is not always the first deal is not always the best deal that's that's something i've learned if y'all want a gym right there that's something i've learned as i've gotten older the first deal is not always the best deal don't be afraid to say no because if they really want you they gonna that check gonna look nice the second time they come around bitch pay me that's beside the point them army recruiters just rubbed me the wrong way because they were like yo fucking just sign right here on the dotted line man and we're gonna get you in there you do whatever you want get you all this money bonus and shit like that i called my dad after that shit he was like man don't sign none of that shit he's like you're too smart to be in the army he's like i don't want you to be in the army but he's like if you he's like i don't want you to be in the military but if you are going to be in the military do air force he's like because you're too damn smart to be in be a grunt basically in the marines or in the be in the uh because I was, I was i was considering the marines too Honestly, to one up my father, because my dad wanted to be a marine, but he couldn't be because he has glaucoma, so he had to end up going to the army. Because the army will pretty much take anything. Um, <laughs> so I was actually leaning between marines and the air force, almost to like smite my father to prove that I could do better than him. Uh, to go to marines, but he was like, "Nah, if you're gonna join the military, he's like, I'd prefer you to go to the air force because like you're too smart and you can get a better job or whatever." So. Honestly, I was like, I was pretty close to uh, going to uh, what's called boot camp, but I just, I was like, I was like a couple weeks away from taking my oath. Once you take your oath, you know, you, uh, you're pretty much signed to the military. And then uh, fucking, I would have had to uh, go to boot camp, but I ended up not going because my YouTube shit took off or whatever. I don't think I ever shared that story i feel like i gotta go into better detail i'm like kind of all over the place where where am i going with this with confidence the point i'm trying to make is like yeah i've I've been low but like your confidence it it grows as you continue to learn things but the key is the the key is to you have to be get comfortable with being uncomfortable put yourself in situations like i said use that nearify app that i told you about n-e-a-r-i-f-y nearify and just look at what events are going on in your city and just go talk to people and build your confidence up learn like I, I remember. You never know where you're gonna fucking meet somebody. I don't know if I said this in a podcast, but like right before I moved to Florida, I was I was looking. I went to uh, Old Navy to cop a new, a new outfit. I was looking for like a T-shirt or something for an event that I was going to. And this dude put up on me. He was like, "Yo, he's like, did you go to Howard?" And I was like, "Nah." I was like, I didn't go to Howard, and uh, and I could have just left the conversation at that. I was like, "What about?" But I decided, you know i decided to entertain him basically so then uh i was like well did you go to howard and he was like yeah he's like you look like somebody that went to howard i was like no nah, i did go to uapb though i did go to a um a historically black college he's like oh okay he's like well, what are you doing with your life these days and i explained to him about you know the online content creation he's like that's really cool he's like i work at um he's like i work at the treasury building uh in dc or whatever he had a government job he's like i'm getting ready to quit he's like i'm about to start working on a." Uh, uh, I have like a little firm that I'm working for. We're going to be working on content and shit like that. And I gave him my card and stuff. The point I'm trying to make is don't be afraid to interact with people. Cause I ended up making a friend that has government connections just from going to shop at fucking old Navy, uh, get out, talk to people. Don't be afraid of conversation. Cause you never know what you're going to end up. And it's going to get it's going to end up a lot of y'all lack confidence and y'all doubt yourselves because y'all don't be doing enough, bro. I appreciate everybody who comes through and watches my stream, but I would never be upset with anybody who's out there trying to do something better with their time. Um, or who's trying to do other things with a time so they can grow as a person like i said i've only had one mod in my chat um and she don't even be, she hasn't even been in my chat regularly in the past like a year and a half and the reason being is she put on her job application her resume that she was a mod in my chat and she was talking about how she can multitask and manage an audience and all this other shit and she ended up getting the job and ever since she used my mod stat her her being my mod to get a job i haven't really seen her in a chat and am i supposed to be mad at her no fucking she used the experience she got from being a mod in my twitch stream to get a job for herself and improve her life and i don't every once in a while she'll pop up in the stream i don't see her as often but i'm not gonna be upset by that shit like you should be trying to improve yourself you should be trying to do better i'm not trying to hold anybody back that shit is corny as hell um i feel like you asked a question and my brain just went all over the fucking place but hopefully you got something out of that um the next question comes from filipino assassin and he said uh i'd like some insight on your work-life balance tbh and content you consume work-life balance is important uh don't i am a workaholic myself but like let's say like let's say you got like a boo like i feel like if you got a boo like you shouldn't be drowning yourself in work you should have one week one day a week where you dedicate it to having like date night if you don't have a boo where you can't dedicate a date night to her then you need to dedicate a date night for yourself where you just go out and enjoy yourself for something like once a week um but the key is like you got to find things where you're not blowing money because you got to find that balance between spending and you know entertaining yourself just something cheap like i said use that nearify app you can find like a networking thing like that because if you don't take time to yourself and you don't rest and you don't spend time with yourself or your significant other you're going to get burnt out and in my opinion it's worse to be burnt out and constantly working than to be rested and working. It's uh, it's important to be efficient. When you're efficient, not only are you happy, but you get more done. So find that balance in your life. And then the content that I consume uh, these days, the only thing I really watch on YouTube is like tutorial type stuff where I can learn stuff, whether it's like editing video or graphic design with like Photoshop and stuff like that. Um, so like tutorial based stuff where I'm learning stuff and then travel vlogs and like flu. That's all I really watch is food and travel blogs uh, cause I want to travel more. Um, that's why I getting so damn frustrated. I'm like, damn, bro. Listen, if y'all don't like, I don't expect anybody to like all my content. I don't like even some of the people that I'm the biggest fans of. I don't like all their content. What I do. I do ask is the content that you do like support it. Uh, cause it helps me make more money. And if I make more money, I can go travel and see the world and you'll get actually more good content, more insight on life from me. I just want to go experience more things, but I don't make enough money to go travel the world. Unfortunately, um, I, I just don't make enough money. So that's what i be watching a lot. of. i be living vicariously through Mikey, Mikey Chang fucking watching his travel and food blog. I just want to go chase. I want to taste the best food in the world. I just want to test the best food in the world um because i'm a fat ass uh <laughs> and the last question that i got um it comes from yokai and he asked what do you do when you lose motivation listen man when i lose motivation I get down in the dumps you get sad I be like damn i'm sad i'm unmotivated and then i get an email from duke energy saying hey your energy bill is 85 dollars this morning then i get an email from capital one saying hey your credit card bill is $800 this month. Then I get an email from my property managers uh, in, the, in the apartment I live saying, hey, your your rent is $1,500 this month. And then I get an email from Sprint saying, hey, your your phone bill is $120 this month. And then I get a bill from the fucking water company and it says, hey, your water bill is $35 this month. And then I get a bill from fucking uh, my domain host saying, hey, your bill for your website servers are $150 this month. And then I get an email for, um, fucking my, the app for the website saying, Hey, you need to pay $200 so we can keep running your app. I get a lot of bills every fucking month, a lot of fucking bills. (laughs) So when, uh, and at the end of the day, I ain't trying to be homeless, bro. Listen, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't care how sad i am bro i ain't never sad enough to become homeless no bro. i'm about to get out there and fucking grind and also i think like i I've, I've been on my own since i was 19 i'm 29 now so it's been 10 years now and i have not been home uh i'm not trying to go back home i cannot even imagine living myself living with my parents That shit is fucking weird like it's, it's like i'm so past that point in my life i'm just very independent so i'm not trying to be up under my parents i'm not trying to answer to anybody else um that keeps me motivated like I said I can't see myself really being homeless and I guess um pride keeps me motivated I'm a very prideful person I'm the type of person you won't even know I need help unless you ask me I would never ask anybody for help I'd rather just I'm the type of person where like it it's probably really bad it's probably it's detriment I'm probably too prideful I'm the type of person where like if I can take a hit and survive I will instead of asking for help and you know taking less damage I'll be like, I'll just survive. I'll just have to squat for like a month or whatever and go on a ramen noodle diet, or whatever. Next month I'll be all right when I get paid and then I'll just save money from there. Um, so I guess it's the idea that I I'm very prideful. And also I don't really have anybody to lean on. I don't really have any family that can help me, um, help me out. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how easy they got it. A lot of people know in the back of their head, like they, you may not know it consciously and I'm not talking about you, you may not know it consciously, but subconsciously, you know, even though you're failing in life you're okay because mom and dad will let you just fucking stay in their house and that ain't my fucking situation i don't got nobody who can help me it's just me so i got to get out here and get it and also i just want to achieve things i don't know um you got to find what you're passionate about and then go from there uh that's all i got for you uh last thing i got on my show notes was some music the only thing new that i've been listening to was the g herbo album and i haven't been listening to it i just fucking lied uh I just want to say, as a G Herbo fan, people like to make fun of him saying he's always like offbeat and shit like that. As a Herbo fan, I didn't like this album at all. I liked the first song on the album, and after that, I didn't like nothing else. I was like, that's very disappointing. And the album's called PTSD. You can imagine when he's talking about that hood shit. But I only like the first track. The album, I would not recommend it. I would not recommend listening to it the first track. And and to be honest, I probably only like the first track because the, the beat was familiar. Um, but other than that... I haven't been listening to anything that new uh anon project is dropping tonight uh if you're not familiar with it that's the homie anonymous i might as well go ahead and promote that before the night is over is the name of his new project it drops on march 6th to 2020 uh, i'm recording this on march 5th it'll drop at midnight uh march sixth, two 2020 so by the time you hear this it should be available or it should be available soon um just look up anonymous before the night is over um, it'll be available Spotify, Apple, all the major platforms and stuff like that. So go support the homie. Um, and that's all I got on my podcast notes. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, please remember to rate this podcast five stars on Apple podcasts. It helps me move up the algorithm, which helps brings in more listeners. And if you want to financially support the show, head over to redcirclecom Hokage thoughts, and you can donate whatever amount you see fit. Remember five stars, Apple podcasts, five stars, Apple podcasts, five stars, Apple podcasts. And I'll see you guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Thoughts.